You're listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a podcast all about pop culture that these brilliant ladies enjoy. So, heat up your kettles. It's tea time. Hello, everyone. I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea, and you are listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. On this week's episode, we are talking about long-running TV shows and what happens when they end and how we feel about it. Yes. And like, yeah, the feels and all that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but before we get into that, Katie, tell me about your busy week. I've been like living the my best BTS life this last week, apparently. Absolutely. <laughs> so it seems. So, um... I mentioned this last week on the podcast that there is there was this exhibition coming into town called 24-7 Serendipity, and it was a BTS ex- exhibition going on at this place called The Reef. I think it's still there. It might be gone already because it was only like a week or something. Yeah. Um, but basically what it was, it, it's this like official traveling exhibition, which I didn't really realize that they gave a preview of it like BTS did on like on one of their Bangtan Bomb videos or something. Oh, I think I saw that. Yeah. It's the same thing. Oh, it was that. cool. That's still cool, though. Oh, no, it's great. I just didn't realize, like, I didn't make the connection until I was looking at it. And then I realized, like, oh, this thing that they went to in Seoul, like, that's what's traveling. Cool. The United States. Yeah. So what was really cool about it is that, one, it was way bigger than I anticipated it being. Mm. So it started at, it was called BTS Begins at the very beginning. And then it traveled all the way to Love Yourself tier. And that's where it ended. Mm Mm-hmm. And you go through, like, basically every album. Every room is named after an album or a song. And Mm -hmm. it includes a bunch of different stuff. So the big thing for the exhibition was that they included a bunch of unreleased photographs that no one's ever seen. Uh Uh-huh. So in the Young Forever room, it was, like, the walls were lined, like, five rows. Like, (laughs) just of photographs from Mm -hmm. music videos, from like cameos like a bunch of different stuff like anything that they were doing like there's just a bunch of unreleased photographs that had been taken of them that no one had seen yeah oh, um, so cool. it was really awesome and then they had like they took special photographs for this and then they had um props and different things from their music videos as well as from their um like some of their V lives that we've seen, some of the things that they've done for videos, and then also from their concerts, they had a bunch of different stuff. And they had some of their costumes or like their outfits that they wore mm-hmm. and different things. Like they had all the gas masks that oh, they yeah. wore. And then they had the different masks from Fake Love mm-hmm. and the white masks from Singularity. Nice. And, but what was really cool is they had this one room that was nothing but photographs that they had taken themselves with, uh, with disposable cameras. Yeah. So they took a bunch of pictures of like, uh, I was looking at them and I was like, oh, these are really cute. But then if you read the label, it was like picture of V taken by Nam June or like taken by RM or something. And all of, they had like two walls full of these photographs that were all instant photos. 
or mm-hmm. uh, taken with uh, their different cameras. Because, you know, like Jimin and V really like taking photographs. Well, yeah. like everyone was taking pictures. So it was like, oh, this picture was taken by uh, J-Hope, this one by Jin, this one by the BTS crew. Um, but what sucks is like those are the rooms where you couldn't take any pictures. Of like, course. Yeah. Yeah. They had specific rooms where they were like no photographs at yeah. all. Like you couldn't take any pictures or video in there. Um, but they had the pic- the painting that Jungkook had done. Yeah. They had that in there and they also did this like from one of their concerts, they were on this platform that was spinning in a circle and like this thing had lowered down over them and it looked like a bangtan bomb, the light stick. Mm, yeah. And they had a 360 camera on the inside. So you actually got to see like what was happening inside of it. Oh, it's like so cool. as it was spinning. So it was really cool. Um, And then they had... Um, the, like, I took a picture with it. It was really funny because I went by myself. So I was, like, trying to take photos. And we went into this one room where it was, like, black light with, like, different colored paint and stuff. So it was glowing. And I was trying to take a picture. And this girl was like, do you want me to take your photo for you? And I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be great. She was like, as long as you take mine because I'm also here by myself. (laughs) I was like, okay. So she, like, took my picture. I took hers. And then there was the room with the light-up sign over the motel from one of their music videos, right? Spring Day, right? Yeah, from Spring Day. And I was standing there, and there was this mom that was taking pictures of her daughter, like, Mm -hmm. there. And after they were done, her daughter just sort of, like, wondered, I was like, I'm so sorry. Um, Could I trouble you to take a photo for me? of me like with the thing she was like oh yes dear of course of course honey no problem and so like i went up there and she like took my picture and she goes dear if you need any any more pictures just let me know and i was like thanks (laughs) that's so nice it was really sweet and at the very end they had a time capsule so Mm -hmm. like you could write a note uh for bts or for whatever you wanted about like how you're feeling that day and they put it in the time capsule yikes I hit something with my hand. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and then I like spent money on stuff I didn't need, basically. After of course. That. Yeah. But they had this like thing where you could buy these live photographs mm-hmm. and they look like they're like actual pictures. Like they printed them like like it looks like I could have taken this photo because it's like yeah. on photo paper and stuff. Cool. I was like, these are amazing. And I tried not to buy a lot of stuff because I was like, I don't need another poster because I don't have any room to put them. Yeah. Um, But I bought like, I bought a photo book, the photos, and then like some photo cards and mm-hmm. stuff. So I have all that. Um, But the exhibition was like, it was really cool. There was a lot of people, like a lot more people than I thought. Oh, that's, um, that's cool though. Yeah. It was like. I don't know. It was just, like, really great to, like, walk through and, like, see all the stuff and, like, all these different things about them. They had the um, the phone booth from their from their concert, from the Wings concert yeah. tour that's, like, autographed and stuff. So they had that in there. And I, like, took some pictures with it. And then they had the mirrors that they had written messages on. Yeah. Yeah. They had a lot of stuff in there. Oh, so cool. Um, and then I went to, I also went to the line store in Hollywood cause I hadn't been there since they refurbished it. 
Um, I bought a couple of things for myself. I had something for Chelsea, which I need to send to you. What? Yeah. Woo. For your birth for your birthday. Oh, because your birthday you. was last week. Yeah. Um, and then uh let's see. Uh some stuff happened at work. <laughs> um on Monday. The other person who does because they were for a startup, right? So like there's not a lot of people who work at my job like it's a very small company and it's still a startup and all that stuff and so there are exactly two people who do the job that i do me and another person yeah and that other person put in his two weeks Ooh, <laughs> scary I <was> like crap <laughs> so that happened and because that happened I wound up getting a promotion to be the quality assurance lead of the company. Awesome. Terrifying. Well, yeah, terrifying. I know, because it probably um, means more work responsibility. Oh, so much more. Yeah. Um, But I also got, like, they didn't just add on to my responsibilities and not give me more money. They gave me more money. Oh, good. <laughs> so good. good. Um, But I got to participate in interviewing somebody which i've never done before so that was like a quick learning curve right there it's it's kind of weird interviewing people i've i've actually done it a lot it's very and you're like you have to pretend to be all like (laughs) i'm not nervous here at all (laughs) yeah and like i felt bad for the dude because he had already been there since 1 30 and i interviewed him at 4 30 oh god because he'd already had like four people interview him i was the last one. Oh my god no, that's it wasn't four it was one two three four five six six people had already interviewed him and oh i was the last one <laughs> so i like walked in and i had like my questions ready and stuff so like uh i was very nervous and it was like because you're trying to like sell the company atmosphere right so like how we are as a company but also like test to make sure like he can do what you want him to do yes so i came up with some great questions because of brian um Mm -hmm. and asked him those questions and he did pretty well and then we all talked about it and then we went to happy hour afterwards not with the dude but like oh okay i was like that's interesting (laughs) and to an interview because the because it was like a happy hour slash goodbye party for the other person the person who's leaving so that was good um, so yeah, yay for me, more responsibility, a little bit more money and a whole new experience. Yay. Um, congrats. Thank you. And then I saw the BTS bring, bring the soul movie. Yeah. Which was amazing. And I can't wait. Did you hear that they're making a new docuseries? Did you see that message from me? Yeah. They showed the, they showed the, the trailer. trailer at my theater. Did they show it with yours? Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah. I didn't didn't make the connection until i saw that tweet and i was like oh and you know what i'm already a member of weavers so it's i'm ready oh nice i haven't done that yet i'm also part of the international bts fan club oh you made you you got that yeah yeah i I did it it was like 30 dollars. it wasn't a big deal does the website translate into english or yeah oh okay i was worried i was just worried it wouldn't that's why yeah so what uh, what is it? Uh, Weverse does English translations, but I also follow a bunch of people on Twitter who will translate. Um, yeah, 
like the messages from the boys and stuff. Yeah. And so that's great. It's great because like V just keeps posting pictures of Tan and I'm just like, these are great. <laughs> um, oh, love it. You should go on there and read the message from RM. He sent like a really long message after he watched Bring the Soul. I, I read that. See, yeah, I, that's why I haven't gone on yet because I keep just reading the translated. Oh, on uh, Twitter. Yeah, on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I've been watching Veronica Mars season four slowly because I got my mother hooked on it and she hasn't watched seasons one through three. So she's just watching season four with me. So it's really exciting for her. She has no idea what's going on. Oh, my God. <clears throat> so it's really funny when they bring up like somebody like Piz or whatever. Yeah. And and she's like, I don't know who that is. I was like, oh, you don't know who Piznarski is? Like, it's just so disappointing. <laughs> but like, is she going to go back and watch the first three seasons maybe she's watched the movie too because i've watched the movie several times when other people have been downstairs so um but i mean the show isn't super hard to understand and anything she doesn't get i explain to her like well like like, yeah the the gist of the show i guess is is easy but it's like the actual like mythology would be very complex like complicated if you didn't know i guess oh yeah why like i'm getting like how i feel about logan and veronica and like why that is such a like i don't why. know what's happening guys so i'm bad. not telling i'm not telling you <laughs> like any of that and then um tiffany was in town is still in town so i hung out with yeah. her yesterday and i saw my sister who i haven't seen in a couple of weeks and I met one of Tiffany's friends who's also super into K-pop. So we were like K-pop in, we were like K-pop broing, like hardcore. And nice. Becca and Tiffany were like, I guess, I guess we'll just leave you guys alone for a little while. <laughs> they were probably like, who are you guys? <laughs> Basically. And we just like, we're talking about everything. Cause she's a big XO fan and got seven. And I was talking about, like, go to the BTS concert. We went to the same concert. We went to the Stray Kids concert at the same time, but didn't know each other. But Tiffany was like, oh, this is the girl I texted you about, about the Stray Kids show that you went to. She was there, too. And she's like, oh, my God, that's her. I loved your videos. You were such a better place than we were. (laughs) (laughs) How does she feel about BTS, considering she's a longtime EXO fan? I don't know what EXO fans are called. I apologize. EXOs? Exiles, right. right? Something like that. I think she's just fine with them, but like she's just like a, she's been a EXO fan since like 2014, since they like started. Yeah, and I think she's she seemed okay with BTS. I don't. She said she well, doesn't. Because like you know how there's like the long-standing drama, so especially since she's been a fan for that long, I was just curious. Yeah, because she so. asked me, I was like, oh, I don't listen to EXO that much. Like, I haven't really listened to much of their music. So I was like, I don't know how. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. But yeah, I've talked for a very long time. Um, Chelsea, uh, it was your birthday this week. And so happy belated birthday. I forgot to include a special message for you in the last episode like I did last year. What? No, you don't have to do that for me every year. <laughs> I'm a bad friend. <laughs> no, 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 no. Thank you. Thank you. For the the wishes. Um, and thank you for your posts and all. That was fun. Yeah, I posted on everything. Like I know. My 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 Instagram, the podcast Instagram, both in story and on 
on the feed, on Twitter, and on your personal Twitter, my personal Twitter, <laughs> everywhere. I texted you in our group chat, mm-hmm. and I might have private messaged you. I should have sent you something on Snapchat too. I should have done all the social medias. I was I was telling you, and I was like, remember the easy days when you just got Facebook notifications? Like you were just were looking forward to replying it to everyone on Facebook. I was like, I'm getting it all across platforms. <laughs> You were like, damn it, Katie. <laughs> You're welcome. No, it was great. It was great. Um, And my birthday was good. We went to Belfast and did our usual stuff. I, I, my request for my birthday was I really wanted fancy sushi. Like, nice. obviously it wasn't like crazy fancy sushi, but it was, it was not like the revolving sushi. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why are you hating on revolving sushi bars? No, the one here is not good. They Where they did, don't know how to roll a sushi roll. Oh, girl, no, no. It like it falls apart when you pick it up, and it's like, oh, are you joking me? Um, Where'd you go instead? We went instead to this like hidden one in like a little neighborhood with a bunch of different Asian restaurants. There's like nice. a Chinese hot pot place next to it. There was like all kinds of restaurants nearby um because belfast is like way more diverse than (laughs) where i live um it's great uh so yeah it was just like this small place i found on google nice yeah um then i the next day i booked off my birthday and the next day because the bts bring the soul movie was on and i yes took a bus by myself (laughs) Which I actually don't mind. Like, a, my coworker was like, you went by yourself? Isn't that sad? And I'm like, no. Like, I just, I took the bus there. I listened to the music on the way there. Walked around the city. Had lunch. Saw the movie. Took the bus home. And it was great. It was, like, I like spending time by myself. I saw the movie alone, too. Like, I went by myself. Like, I drove down to the theater I had booked my ticket at. I got some Chinese food that was next door at Panda Express. Ooh, nice. Then I went in and sat in the theater with about 12 people. <laughs> I am i can't believe it was only that many people. But at the same time, you guys are having like a full week or weekend of showings. Whereas we had one day, one screening. <laughs> yeah, because it was like there were so many theaters to see it and that was just happened to be the closest one to my office that was showing it that gotcha. I got tickets at cuz the stupid arc light wasn't working like their website wasn't selling me the tickets oh, that one that's was weird. probably busier cuz i oh, went to like some been, yeah. edwards theater in like a town maybe like 20 minutes from my office that was like oh. there weren't a lot of people in there the only people older in that theater than me though was the mom that came same same i looked over i like looked around and i was like oh i see a a mom like she was very clearly like bringing her 10 year old daughter you know what i mean like and i was like swear to god there are older fans they apparently just don't come out (laughs) we live on twitter because um somebody i'm i'm hijacking your 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 geekery sorry yeah Um, there was there was a lady uh there was like a tweet i saw that says uh uh, anybody over the age of, I think they put 20, 23, like drop your age and like where you're from and who your bias is. She's like, I want to know like how, if there's older fans. And mm-hmm. so like I dropped like, I was like, I'm 32. My bias is Jen. I'm from the United States. And then I got like 30 followers. 
Oh, snap. Because <laughs> it was all people that are my age that are like, or older than me. Because there was, I was reading through the thread. There was like some lady who's like, she's like, oh, I'm 57. She's like, my bias is RM. And she's like, and I love BTS. And I was like, oh my God, I love you. What a legend. No. <laughs> um, I, I do follow a Twitter account. It's like Vintage Army or something mm-hmm. like that. So I, I do need to like do more of a deep dive. Um, but it, I don't know. It just seems to be like when I go to the theater, it's just, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not seeing the people my age, but I, I feel like I'm like invading space a little bit. I'm like, oh, <laughs> no, you're fine. I, I had no qualms about being the oldest person. Like, let me tell you, like a lot of people that were in the line for the exhibition thing were like a lot of people that were like in their early 20s. And like teenagers there with their mom. Like I was in line for the longest time between a dad who brought his daughter, who was like her personal photographer, which was like the most adorable thing in the world. That is so cute. That is honestly so cute. (laughs) It was cute. Okay. I'm sorry. You have other things on your list. Oh, I I know. For once, I actually, I'm like watching different things. So I started watching Ugly Betty because it popped up on Amazon like in the recommended and I have actually never seen ugly Betty. It was just like a weird time in TV, like during the writer's strike and all, I just never, Oh yeah. You know what I mean? It was like in that era of television and my friend was really into it when it was on, but I just, for some reason never watched it, but I love America Ferreira. Mm -hmm. So I've been binging that. It took me like a while to get into it, but, um, I'm obviously like hooked now and I have to finish. Uh, and then Ema and I are starting to watch Psych because we're just on this trail of comedy shows and we can't stop. Uh, nice. And that also came up in our Amazon recommended. So it's funny because like clearly Amazon over here has bought all the universal stuff. And so you get like all the USA and like like NBC and you know, just anything like that's under universal is on Amazon Prime. So it was great. Uh, and yeah, so don't forget to head over to geek to geekmediacom to check out the latest episodes of the geek to geek podcast and geek to two. And don't forget to subscribe to capsule J and troidal powers, Twitch streams. So you don't miss out when they stream their favorite games and talk about nerd stuff. Keep listening now to hear a promo for all the shows on the network. Hi, my name is Joe Hogan and I'm a geek. And if you're currently listening to this, there's a good chance you're a geek, too. So check out my podcast, Geektitude. Each week, I talk with somebody about their geek aptitude. Sometimes I talk to people in a geeky profession. Sometimes it's someone doing something really cool with their geekiness. Often it's another geeky podcaster. But it's always someone who wants to share their inner geek. So join me each week as we come together to geek out about all the geeky stuff we love. And remember, this week, keep it geek. I'm Void. And I'm Beach. And together, we're the geek to geek podcast. Well, we make it. It is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever. Hello friends, this is Troidal Power inviting you to join me over on Twitch most weeknights sometime after dinner. Video games have always been a social hobby for me, with friends and family crammed together on a couch chatting away while someone holds the controller. 
And thanks to the power of the internet, I've got my own virtual couch over on Twitch, where you can kick back and goof off while I play games. Find me on Twitch by searching Troidal Power, that's T-R-O-Y-T-L-E Power, to snag a spot on the couch. And we're back. So, Katie had this idea for this episode this week, and I really enjoy it because I love talking about TV. I think it was Steph, actually. Oh, sorry. Well, I you didn't tell me that, but thank you, Steph. I, th- I think it was. We mean we can give her credit for it. I mean, I don't I don't care, but we'll just give her credit. Steph's like, I never even said any of this. <laughs> She's like, I hate all of you. No, I'm just kidding. She doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't. <laughs> but uh, either way, you and Steph for just Steph for but you told me. So yes. um, I thought it was a cool idea as well. So I'm excited to talk about this. We're both massive TV fans. We watch all kinds of shows. Um. And, but you know what? Like when a long TV show ends, man, it is a bag of mixed emotions, especially yeah. like depending on how you feel about the later seasons. Like you could be happy that it's ending. You could be extremely distraught. You could be upset, but like also satisfied or, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Uh, and a lot of shows end in very different ways. So today, let's talk about some shows. Let's talk about first the like some of the longest running TV shows ever. At least this these are like American ones, obviously. It's American but, prime time. We're not talking about soap operas. Oh yeah, like immediately we're crossing that off. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time to watch like three thousand episodes of mm. some soap opera. I mean, some no. people do, but I don't. But I do admire the people that make those shows. Holy crap, do they have a lot of work to do. Oh, yeah. No, it's crazy. Um, But these are more like, yeah, like scripted primetime television Mm -hmm. shows that have been on for at least 100 plus. But these ones here are like at the very top of the list. And The Simpsons is number one. Yes. Because, you know, it's been it's been been on for a million years. Law and Order SVU, Law and Order, Grey's Anatomy, ER. I mean, these shows I feel like were built for long term, you know? Like, I feel like mm-hmm. that's the beauty of a crime procedural or a, you know, cartoon where no one ages and yeah. like a medical drama where you can constantly filter through cast. Um, these shows are definitely built for longevity. And you know what's crazy is like five out of out of the top ten of like the longest running shows are actually still on the air. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. So I think we're gonna go with the standard that long running shows are over a hundred episodes, because otherwise, like it would get complicated. Um, Katie, what are some of your favorite long running TV shows? um i have a lot yes apparently i just happen to watch a lot of long-running tv shows it seems well it Um, makes sense yeah so i the main reason that this topic came up was because supernatural is coming to an end yes and they're doing their 15th and final season this coming tv season year um and they made their last cameo at san diego comic-con this last 
like at the convention that I was at and I happened to walk by when they were autographing and let me tell you it's like depressing to think about it that this show that's been around for like a significant portion of my own life because it started in 2005 and so that was like my senior year of high school like uh no no it would be like my freshman year of college freshman year of college because okay. I was like I was confused yeah so freshman year of college um I had just graduated from high school all that and like so I was watching Supernatural from like day one up until like I stopped watching the show a couple seasons ago um but it's like You've been a fan since then oh yeah I'm still a big fan of the show yeah. so like when I heard that like Jensen and Jared were getting super emotional at their panel like I wanted to sob yeah, because it's hard. It's hard to say goodbye to a show like that that's been around for such a long time that you've grown such a connection to. And it's like you start to question. You're like, well, how are they going to end it? Like, how is it going to happen? Um, They have to make it so that there's no possibility for the show to come back or they leave it open for the potential for a revival somewhere down the road. Yeah, but it's a question of what will they do? to wrap up 15 years of this TV show. So, um, but yeah, like Supernatural's on my list. Um, ER is, I watched that show from beginning to end and my God, what a roller coaster that show was. (laughs) What a roller coster. Um, also I have Law and Order SVU, which has like over 400 something episodes. And I think I've watched all of them at this point. I'm sure. I think, I think. And so it's very rare to come across where I'm like, oh, I've seen this before. Like that doesn't happen very often. No. <laughs> Cause this show is in syndication. So it like does reruns on like four or five different networks. It's like, oh, oh yeah. are you bored? You can watch reruns of Law and Order SVU on WGN, on UPN, on USA, on TNT. Like which channel do you want to watch? <laughs> exactly. Um, and then uh, Criminal Minds is also ending this season too. I haven't watched it in a couple of seasons, but it started – at the same time that Supernatural did. Because three shows started when Super... Four shows started when Supernatural did. Criminal Minds, Supernatural, Grey's Anatomy, and... Bones. Uh, Bones. So all of those started in 2005. I'm pretty sure Grey's Anatomy started in 05. I could be totally wrong. But I think it, I think that is true. I think it did, like... It was like a mid-season replacement or something, wasn't it? Or... I think so. Yeah. Um, And then Dawson's Creek, which had six seasons plus... Like, they've been talking about a possible revival, so, like, I'm freaking out about that. Um, yeah. And then Doctor Who. Doctor Who is still on, is still on, still going oh, yeah. strong, and it's been around for over, if you include the hiatus, where it was, like, absent for years, it's been on network for about 50 years. Yeah. The show has. Exactly. So, yeah. So, I watch a lot of wrong, long-running TV shows. I also watch ones that get canceled fairly quickly so oh yeah but i mean yeah it's like of course we're we're most likely to watch long-running tv shows at least at some point because i mean they're long for a reason it's because they're at least somewhat good of quality or they're like entertaining enough that you know it brings us in at least at some point during the run of the show yeah um 
I will talk about mine. So my shows are Bones, which was one of the 2005 shows, which was just apparently a golden year for TV in terms of like, yeah, I don't know, just everyone like sold their soul to the devil that year. (laughs) It feels like it too, because, and it's also funny because all of the shows that started in 2005 also survived the writer's strike, which happened which happened in the third season of all of these TV shows. Exactly. And so it's, it's amazing because bones is already off the network, but like it only ended like, was it last year or the year before? I think it was like, yeah, like a, like two years ago, like I think two it did years, 12 ago. seasons. Okay. Yeah. So it went for a long time and it's very rare for shows to go beyond like five or more seasons. Yeah. Unless you're on the CW for some reason. <laughs> Um, well, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's it's interesting that those three, those four shows did survive past the writer strike when a lot of shows, that's where they like got axed because exactly. of the writer strike in, was it 2008? Yep. That I could do a whole episode on that time. In fact, I actually bought, no, I didn't buy a book on that, but like, yeah, no, I, I could do like a whole episode on that time. Cause that's when I became like super obsessed with like TV as a whole. And I was like listening to podcasts talking about like what happened and was like, what was going on? Like that, I feel like that'd be a fun episode to do. Put it Talk in the about, book. Put it, put it in the list. <laughs> put, put it on the list of possible topic, like episode topic. I, I don't know if anyone else would be interested in hearing that episode, but I, I love talking about TV yeah. and crap like that. Um, so yes, Bones. X-Files, obviously I wasn't watching the X-Files live for the first nine seasons, but I was there for when the first, no, sorry, not the first movie. The second movie came out and then the other two seasons that came out and I've watched the end question mark because you would never know with the X-Files because it's come back like a bazillion times. Um, but I, you know, I, I was at least there emotionally for some aspects of it. Um, friends. I actually watched most of friends live. It was like a show that my mom and I watched together and uh watched the ending of live uh castle i watched from season mid season 2 on live and that was a whole mixed bags of emotion <laughs> oh yeah no i'm sure uh gilmore girls i watched the whole thing live and was probably my most emotional show ever when it came to ending like this was probably like as emotional it's probably it's gonna be for you for supernatural um i'm i'm excited to see if the ending of supernatural rivals my emotional outburst to dawson's creek (laughs) yeah there you go there you go uh yeah that like when this show ended for me i was 14 and had started watching it since i was like seven, eight years mm-hmm. old. So it had been half of my life that, that show was on. And like, obviously when you're 14, everything's heightened. <laughs> yeah. So I was deeply upset. It was like one of those moments in my life that I will never forget. It's so stupid, but I love TV so much. <laughs> I know. <laughs> 
And then another show is Pretty Little Liars, which I actually did watch from beginning to end every week. Mostly live, but mostly on catch up. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's it's hard. Like there's like, can you talk about a show maybe that you were like glad to see end? Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let me explain. Yes. So I watched Buffy. So yeah, I probably should have put that on this list because this the Buffy the Vampire Slayer was seven seasons. Yeah, it would be. It would it would count as one of these shows. Yeah, for sure. Plus a spinoff. Like it was Buffy plus a spinoff. So like Angel. Um, I did not like the last season of Buffy. I did basically that show took a nosedive when they introduced Dawn. To me. Oh well. Yeah. So and and a, so, quite a number of people feel this way. Yes. So you're not alone. She, she, okay. So when that show was building up towards its ending, like I was ready for it to be over. Yeah. Because it had already gone so far that like I was just sort of over it, but I felt committed to finishing it. And the later seasons of Buffy were nowhere near as great as the beginning seasons. Mm-hmm. Like, once she graduated from high school, it wasn't great after that. Um, maybe it's just because Angel left and I was just like, this show is stupid. <laughs> I mean, like, how do you feel about Angel versus Buffy? Because Ema and I are very much in the realm of Angel is our preferred show. I actually enjoy Angel a lot more. Like, I really like the first three seasons of Buffy a lot. Like, the first couple of seasons so much. And, like, some of my favorite episodes are also some of the most heartbreaking ones. Like, with with Angel and, like, him turning back into Angelus and, like, that whole thing was so traumatizing to me as, like, a teenager. So it was, like... I have a very big emotional connection because it was like the one of the first TV shows besides Saved by the Bell, which could also count as a long running TV show on here. There you go. Um, that I'd been like super deep into mm-hmm. was Buffy. And uh, I really like Angel a lot. And I and I watched that show from beginning to end seasons one through five. I watched it. Um, I think I only owned, no, you gave me your, your, your DVD set. So before that, I only owned seasons one and five, (laughs) one and five. That was the only ones I owned. Yes. Um, but now I have the whole show. I haven't watched it in forever, but it's like one of my favorite shows. I liked what they did with it. And Buffy, like at a certain point, I was just like, I'm so over this because like, oh man, it's gonna cause a ship in war. I didn't like her with Spike. Like, it was not uh, my favorite relationship yeah. at all. It was, it was not great. And a lot of the show was built on that, like running towards the end. And I was not a fan of yeah. that. Um. So, like, yeah, they had some great episodes in the like ending seasons. But like, I mean, they had Willow go kind of like off the deep end, and then like the whole Spike and Buffy thing and then like the thousand slayers and Dawn. <laughs> it's not great. Um, so like that show, I was definitely ready for it to like be over and done with so I could like move on with my life. Yeah. 
Um, I felt the opposite with Angel. Like, like oh, the yeah. last season of Angel wasn't like spectacular, but the ending of that show was, was like so good. everything I could have wanted for that show, and also the most heartbreaking. Specifically, yeah. like a pairing, like those two, like. Oh my god! I don't think I've like cr- I cried so much at the end of that show, and yes. they did leave it open. Like there was a potential where they could have done more, but they just have never revisited the show. So yeah, who knows? Who knows? Um, do you have a show that you were happy it was over? You're just like, thank God this is done. I don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. So Castle for me. Oh yeah, yeah. Which was such a bummer because Castle was like one of my all-time favorite shows and it's still like to this day has some of like my best, you know, or like my favorite episodes of TV. Um, At its best, Castle was very, very, very good. But like, oh God, at the end there, it was, it was just heartbreaking. It's just heartbreaking to watch such a good quality show just come out with such crap you know what i mean <laughs> yeah and like nathan fillion and stonicatic like had this really really good chemistry and then unfortunately due to the fact that they hated each other in real life especially by the end um some people can make it work when they don't like co- like some co-stars can make it work sometimes it actually gives them more sexual tension um but the these two it it was actually like you could see the acting by the end. Oh, okay. Even though they were they were both trying very hard, obviously, like they were both like, you know, giving it their all. Like for two people that hated each other, they had to do a lot of work. But like hearing the fact that like they like the the atmosphere on the show was as like bad as it was between the two of them. Especially when the rest of the cast and crew absolutely loved working on the show and were like the most lovely people. Not to say that Nathan Fillion and Sonic Attic aren't lovely people. They just, they clearly were in a situation that just was, it wasn't working. And I can't imagine that they would ever really like come back ever again. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, but that really, really soured it for me. Like, it didn't help that the show was already, like, on a massive decline. It The writing was bad. You, the, like, they were taking things that were really good and just kind of crapping all over them. Mm-hmm. And adding in to the fact that the, the two main characters were very clearly not wanting to be there. Um and then they like ended up not renewing the contract of Sonicatic at the end there. And like th- there was like a whole thing like it just it just soured the series for me to the point where I haven't wanted to go back and rewatch it. Oh, OK. You know what I mean? Because I yeah. don't want to. I don't know. Like, if I ever were to do a rewatch, I would definitely stop at a certain point because I don't want to ruin the magic of, like, those first four or five seasons. Yeah. Because they're just, they're so good. They're really, really good. Yeah. And, like, that show has a lot of memories for me, like, with going to conventions and going 
to panels and meeting certain friends. Like uh, Karen and I bonded like massively over Castle, especially at the beginning of our friendship. We went to many Castle related events together. Um, so yeah, that I think that's why it hurts so bad. I think that's the interesting thing with TV nowadays is we're so emotionally connected to it now because we have access to the, you know, well, somewhat personal lives of uh, the people that are on it, you know, and like the writers, the creators, the stars, the cast, the crew, everything like we have so much access and behind the scenes and like you really get sucked in. You know, yeah. it's not just the, the characters that are coming into your home every week. It's they're in, they're coming into your home, like essentially every day through your phone. True. You know, it's also true. And they become like deeply important to you. They're, they're people who are like very, very important, you know, in your day to day life because you care about them. And yeah, yeah. I think that's. Yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Is there a show that, like, massively you did not want to end? <laughs> you were really, really, really upset about ending? Um, like, I was thinking about this, and I think that, I don't know. Because, like, so Dawson's Creek, for instance, um, I watched seasons one through four every weeknight, like, on their day, at their time, I was there, like, to watch it. And then I, like, jumped off the show when season five started because I wasn't ready. Like, I was upset about how season four ended. I didn't like that, like, my couple had broken up. And then, like, they're going to high school, so it was, like, college, so it's going to be a different dynamic, blah, 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 all that stuff. But it ended up being that, like, season five is one of my more favorite seasons, even though it's the least liked out of the six <laughs> by mm-hmm. most people. Um, but with like Dawson's Creek, it was leading towards this ending as you were going through season six. And I think they ended up tying up that show like perfectly. Like I didn't want it to end, Yeah. but it was their time. Like, yeah. It's one of those those shows where you're just sort of like, okay, I can, I can get behind this as long as they do it correctly. Like, with Dawson's Creek, like Kevin Williamson came back and wrote the last two episodes of the show. And it was, it was a time jump. So they jumped a bit into the future from before the last two episodes. And they perfectly, like, I don't know how much more perfect you could tie up a series finale than Dawson's Creek. Like they, I mean, they tied it up, but they also sort of left it open for if they wanted to pursue more, there are places they could go with, like, a revival. So if that were to happen, like, they could build on the story that they left at the end of the series. Mm -hmm. But it ended up being, like, the most perfect finale for a TV show that had been, you know, a big part like a big part of my life for the last six years during that time frame. Um, I think that's why like, like supernatural is a good example of a show that like it was supposed to end, but because it was so beloved by people, they decided to keep it going. So supernatural was intended to be a five season season TV show and then end. Yeah. That was what it was for. 
Um, Eric Kripke even said that, who was the show creator. And yeah. he exited after the end of season five. And yeah. he wrote as part of the show of his exit, he wrote this like beautiful kind of like love letter to the TV show, to the fans, to the cast that was read by by Chuck Shirley in, at the end of season five. And from that point, there was like they decided to keep going with it because it was so popular. Like that's why it was interesting because a lot of shows suffered and like dropped in 2008 when the writer strike happened. But this show gained so much more popularity during that time frame. Like people just loved it more and more. And it has, it's one of the shows that has uh, consistently gained more viewership as the years went by, even though season seven was the worst thing that ever happened to this show. Yes. And I suffered through that. So I can say that. Yes. But I think that like how I emotionally responded to Dawson's Creek, it's going to be way worse with Supernatural. Like depending on how they go with finishing that show. Because in my mind, like my sister and I have talked about this because I feel as if the only way that the show is going to end is if everyone dies. (laughs) That's it. In a a very permanent way. In a permanent way. Yeah. Yeah. Because this TV show is notorious for bringing back dead characters, which yep. they did to the boys. The only people who haven't died on this TV show are the ghost facers. That's it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. They're the only two people who are original characters from the early seasons who have never died. Okay. They can they be the as... only two that live at the end? <laughs> it would be so amazing. Like, they could bring AJ Buckley over because he's, um, he's on a TV show on Fox. with He's on the TV show with David Boreanaz. Oh, uh, SEAL? SEAL team, yeah. He's on that show with them. Like, so we could just bring back a super buff version of AJ Buckley back to yeah. <laughs> back to Supernatural. We could do this. Yeah. Like, it could happen. Um, But this show, like, I like what you were saying, like, because, uh, I mean, with Dawson's Creek, I didn't have access to, like, to, there wasn't, like, a lot of social media then because it started in the late 90s and finished in the early aughts. So, it didn't have a lot of access to like the people who were involved in the TV show. Like now we do, like I follow James Vanderbeek on, on Instagram and on Twitter. So like I see pictures of things and like things that he talks about. Same thing with like Buffy with Sarah Michelle Gellar and like different characters from like different actors from different TV shows I watched growing up. But Supernatural started at a time when social media was starting to become a big thing Like Facebook and MySpace were already around in 2005. Mm -hmm. Facebook got bigger coming into 2006 and moving on when they finally like, I think it was like the later 2000s when they started letting people that didn't have college like email addresses or whatever to have access to it. And then there was Twitter and Jared and Jensen and Misha are super active on social media Mm -hmm. and the supernatural fandom is more like a family. So this show brought us all together like i went to conventions for strictly this tv show i spent mm-hmm. so much time and money and energy and like parts of my life watching or interacting with this tv show in some way like i look up above my window and i have photo ops that i took from going to convention so when this show ends 
it's like a whole part of your life you have to say goodbye to. Yeah. It's like crazy. It's and really deeply hard. emotional. Yeah. It's 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 like a loss. And I know that that probably sounds crazy to people who casually watch TV. I don't know how people do that. <laughs> it's Yeah, like it's funny because all the time um like when we were super deep into watching the shows like for example we watched the 300th episode which mm-hmm. um like a very important main character came back from season 1 that no one has seen since he left the show. And it was super emotional and big to watch, even though we hadn't watched the show in like a season or two since then, Mm -hmm. like since we stopped watching it, but we're sitting there and I'm just like, like everyone was my dad and all of my sister and like Michelle started to cry. And so did I. And my dad's like, I don't understand. I'm like, you don't get it. Like, (laughs) this is the moment we've literally been waiting like 13 years to see is like, this reunion that should have happened years ago is finally happening. And it's like monumental. So like, who knows what they're going to do with this last season? That's the thing is like, it's so terrifying. It's like, oh, well they could bring back Chuck or they could bring back Bobby or any of the characters that have left the show. Like this is what they do with these stupid freaking last seasons of TV shows is bring back characters that have been off the show for years. They did that with ER too. Mm -hmm. And ER was on for 16, 17 years or something like that. Yeah. And they had hundreds of episodes and they tied that show up with it started with Noah Wiley's character, John Carter, as a medical student and ended with his character getting a kidney transplant. And everyone came back to the show. Anybody that wasn't killed off during that time frame of the show <laughs> yeah. came back. George Clooney made a cameo. Juliana Margulies came back mm-hmm. and they were part of season one. Like, no, George Clooney was a nobody. Like, he was on this show. That's when nobody knew who he was. Like, this is where he started. That's where his name got known. Same with Juliana Margulies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, everybody came back. And, like, they had these, like, little cameos and stuff. Like, the kidney transplant that John Carter got came – the kidney came from the hospital that that the two – that that oh, God, I can't remember his name anymore – um, that George Clooney and Juliana Margulies' character worked at, but they had no idea that that's who the kidney was going to. So it was like emotional and I was angry and just like, yes, <laughs> but like it's, it's one of these things where it's, you get so emotionally invested in the TV show that like week to week, you're like crying. Like there's so many episodes of Doctor Who I cried through. Oh, well, just because yeah. it was like emotional. Same thing with Supernatural. Like, they've done things and I'm just like, what is the matter with this show? (laughs) Why? Um, Yes. And, like, there I mean, there are so many episodes of ER, but there are probably, like, four or five episodes that I very clearly remember watching. Mm -hmm. Like... And how I felt during that time when they wrote off Lucy's character in ER. Like, that was super traumatic. And uh, Dr. Kovach, like, his character, like, they had this episode with him where he was in, he was doing Doctors Without Borders. And they made you think they killed him. 
like that he died but they like did this thing where they like messed with you it's like oh that guy's wearing the same sandals oh but it's not him oh that guy's got the same shirt on that he had on oh but it's not him and they did that for like 45 minutes of this hour-long episode oh my god i would be so angry (laughs) my mom and i were just like (laughs) (laughs) but it's things like that that you remember from like long-running tv shows like gilmore girls right for you like like you very clearly like even i do like not having just like watched it with you very clearly remember the first time that luke and lorelei kissed yeah like i'll never be able to forget that moment and like the crazy the crazy emotion that came with that show ending obviously like there was just the fact that it was half of my life at that point but like that show was very very good and then obviously at like season six there was a whole thing there was also like a dawn (laughs) oh you know what i mean yeah there was a dawn and then season seven there was like a network change a writing change um but the thing was that was slightly even more frustrating is that the beginning of season seven in my opinion is god awful but the second half of season seven it's kind of like they find their footing and they start to find a little bit of their voice of like the new era but then it gets canceled so it was like for me of course i didn't want it to end because it was my favorite show and i loved these characters so dearly i i could watch terrible episodes and i'd be fine like, that's when you know, like, a show is your true favorite. When you're like, I'm going to suffer through this utter crap for you because I love you. <laughs> season seven of Supernatural. Exactly. Season seven is a hard year for shows, I feel like. It's <sighs> really hard. It's, um, it's usually three. And then if you keep going. So season three is usually pretty difficult. Yeah. Because it's like the, will we keep going to five or will we not? If season season? three is difficult, I feel like your show will probably end at like five. I feel like if season three is the peak of your show, it'll probably end at like seven. (laughs) And seven was the worst season to me. Only two things good happened in Supernatural season seven. And that was Charlie Bradbury and Kevin Tran. And that is it. Exactly. But yeah, it just, it's, it's funny how shows like long running shows can go through these like waves. I feel like Supernatural is one of like Supernatural Bones, anything that's gone, I think like past 10 seasons, it goes through like a whole freaking roller coaster of waves, ups and downs and ups and downs and ups and downs. Like for Bones, for sure. Like, there was a dip, I would say, a lot of people, some people say it's earlier, but I say the dip is season six and then season seven. And then I think it's like eight or nine, it starts to pick back up again and then it's really good. And then it kind of takes another slump again. And then it like kind of builds up back at the end. Supernatural for you, I'm assuming it's something slightly similar. Like there's probably like obviously the downfall of season seven, but then it gets better. Yeah. As soon as they ended the whole Leviathan thing hmm like because that was the cul- that was like all of that was like end of season six into season seven was the introduction of the leviathans now don't get me wrong james patrick stewart who played um who played uh dick 
the like leader of the Leviathans or whatever. That man is an mm-hmm. amazing actor and was great in that show. Just oh, the yeah. whole like, I think it's season seven. We were kind of tired of the whole like heaven and hell, angels versus demons, purgatory thing, which just was like frustrating as hell. And uh, once season seven ended, like eight was much better. Like eight, nine, ten was really yeah. good. Um, I think I jumped off the show at end of eleven. I want to say because that's when they decided, oh, we're gonna bring back a dead character that was actually never really on the show. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. Um, and I noticed that like a, a number of people jumped after that. Um, and the reason part of the reason that they made a decision to bring that character back was because another character was like another actor was unavailable. Yeah. Um, cause he was on a different TV show. So they went with this direction. Now I not having seen any of those episodes, I could be totally wrong and they could end up being like super great, but they introduced a whole new like thing. It's the problem is, is like supernatural is one of those shows where like, there's only so much you can do. So it was actually fairly surprising that they could keep coming up with things to add to it because that entire TV show is based on, on like urban legends and lore and yeah. like different stuff. So like seasons one through three were all like urban legends, like mythical lore fantasy stuff. So like, we're talking like, werewolves and windigos and like just different urban legends and things like that and then you get into the introduction of demons and so if there's hell there has to be a heaven like Mm -hmm. that's what they were going for so they introduced angels in season four and lucifer in season five And then it kept going, and then they introduced Purgatory in Season 7. Like, Mm -hmm. and so 8 was a lot of, like, like, Purgatory was was introduced at the end of Season, I think the end of Season um, 7. And the whole Purgatory stuff was actually really good, which was, like, Season 8. And then, I don't remember, like, it's really funny because I was talking about this last night, and they were like, well, what about Season 9? And I was like, dude, I don't remember anything from (laughs) 9. isn't that bad when like i'm the same with bones like i definitely watched it but i'm like i can't remember a single thing from season nine or ten or if you want to quiz me on seasons one through five of supernatural i will dominate because i've seen those seasons so many times yes exactly because like when i go back when i can't find anything to watch i watch episodes from seasons one through five Mm -hmm. because they're my favorite episodes are all in there um but like i don't know um i guess like so like some of the other shows that are on this list like because like you have a lot of shows that are like they're not procedurals so like i watch a lot of criminal procedural shows like those ones like law and order svu has been on is the only law and order show left now yeah um i think they just introduced a new one or they have um dick wolf who's the producer of and creator of the law and order shows he's mm-hmm. doing a different one like a new one and i forget what it's called but mm. it's a similar tv show but law and order svu continues to be on air because it's um it doesn't really have a storyline to it like they have very small yeah. storylines within the show like 
um like different things depending on like what's going like on like in their personal life but it's yeah, very it's, very small like yeah, they don't you, rely too heavily on their personal stories no like you could jump in at any episode and you don't need any backstory like yep. the only different things is like like marisha marishka harkate's character um god i'm like really just not doing great with like character names but actor <laughs> names i've got you um yes. like her character adopted a baby so she has a kid now yeah so like and that's that's like the most you get from her honestly yeah. Yeah, so, like, but they've gone through cast changes so often, like, Stabler left, so Mm -hmm. Christopher Maloney's character left, and so her character is the only thing that's been on the show, is the only character that's been on the show since the very beginning, but what's really cool to watch is, like, as the show grew and, like, more episodes happened, Mariska Harkate is now an executive producer for the TV show, Mm -hmm. and she, like, I think she's directed some episodes, and different things like that. So, like, she's gotten more involved, both behind the scenes and on the screen. And yeah, I think that's the cool thing about long-running TV shows is it gives the actors a lot of room to, like, grow and learn. Like, as soon as you see, like, TV shows start getting past, like, seasons five or so, you start seeing a lot of, especially, like, the stars of the show, direct episodes or write episodes or like like I know David Boreanaz became it, it became where every season finale he would direct it or per, sorry I think it's every finale and premiere he would wow. direct it so he was like a very frequent director um and like even on X-Files like Jillian wrote and directed an episode David wrote and directed like a couple of episodes cuz he was really into that but um it's cool that you get to see like these actors really grow as artists like in in their craft you know and expand their craft yeah that happened that's what's going on with supernatural too because um i feel like after a certain amount of time they have like after a certain amount of seasons they're more willing to take some more extra risks yeah with with like people that they hire to direct or to write scripts for the episodes and stuff like uh gregory smith right he was on um, oh yeah He's done Everwood and Everwood and like he was in the Patriot and he's been in a bunch of movies and different things like that. Yeah. Um, he directed a several episodes of Supernatural and also several episodes of other TV shows on there. I think he did an Arrow episode. He might have done a Flash. Now episode. he's like standard in the DC TV world for sure. Yeah, and but Jensen has jumped behind the camera and directed. Uh, he did a season premiere and he's done multiple episodes throughout the show. Um, in the last like five seasons or something. And then uh, Misha Collins also directed a couple of episodes. Um, I felt really bad for him because they gave him the worst like time, like him being a director that just gave them more ability to just screw with him, which was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Richard Spate Jr. too, who was an uh, actor on the TV show, he played Gabriel um, and the trickster. Uh, he's directed several episodes as well on the show. So it's like really cool to see like actors that maybe have left the TV show come back and yeah. participate behind the scenes and stuff. So, um, but what's also cool, like I was thinking about it just now too, is that with the TV shows, they can take 
risks with the kinds of episodes they did. Like Buffy yeah. did a musical episode and that is like one of the most beloved episodes of that show that people yep. talk about all the time. Um, Supernatural did an episode that was completely filmed from the perspective of the car of the yeah. Impala. Cause the Impala itself, even though it's a vehicle is a main character in the TV show because without like, it's Dean and the car. Like, that's yeah. what it is. <laughs> and that episode ended up being one of my favorite episodes of all time because it was so good. You never left the car. You stayed in the car the entire time. The, mm-hmm. ca- the, the, the viewers did. We never left. Yeah. So we saw everything that happened, like, once they leave the car and, like, you could hear things happening. But also you got stuff you don't get to see, which is them driving in the car together, like, from the inside them spending time together, them sleeping in the car and stuff like that. So like you got a whole different perspective from the show. Um, I'm trying to think of like, did they do any like oddball episodes of like, like one-off episodes in your shows? Castle would have been really big on that. They, um, they would do episodes that was like, Oh, this entire episode is like set in the forties because they're telling like a they're telling like a mystery that was set in the forties, and so then Castle and Beckett become like the main characters of that story, and like suddenly the entire show is is set in that time period. And that's like one of my favorite episodes, Blue Butterfly. Um, Bones did it. Bones when, Bones did an episode when he yeah. had the when he was the coma. Uh, unco- the coma. Yeah. That was one of my favorite episodes and then I got really angry after. <laughs> of everyone. That's everyone. <laughs> a lot of people feel like that's when it jumped the shark. Oh my god. Um but I mean I I don't I don't agree with that personally, but that's a lot of people have very mixed feelings about that. But um ah uh, like X-Files definitely has done it. I I can't pick out anything specific at the minute just cuz my brain, but um quickly one last question before we close this out because it's over an hour now um do you have a favorite series finale that you're like that was perfect it couldn't have ended any other way i'm so satisfied like it you feel like it touched it like hit every point because i do if you need a minute to think Probably Dawson's Creek right now. Yeah. It was like, I was literally just watching the series finale too, before I came up here to podcast. Like oh, I started wow. it. Yeah. Um, it's honestly like, it's two of the saddest episodes. It's a two parter. Yeah. And it's two of like this, the series finale was sad. Like, I don't want to give it away because like, I don't want Charles to accidentally listen to this. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> Who's on the Dawson Speak podcast? Like, I don't want to ruin it for him. He's um, like, no, I know it's sad. No, <laughs> oh god, no, that would be awful. Um, no, I mean, it was it was really sad. I mean, it wrapped up everybody's storyline on the show. Um, it some people did not find it satisfactory because of like what happened. Ships, yeah, because of shipping. However. Like, I was sitting there today, like, watching it, and I remember I was, um, there was, like, a part that happened, like, right at the beginning with Jack, 
Mm-hmm. Do, do you know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. Being, yeah. So like, I remember sitting there and I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Like, cause they finally like went there. And yeah. so I was like shocked and then like some other stuff happened and I was like, well, when did that happen? Like kind of thing. And <clears throat> they did a phenomenal job of wrapping up every, sto- everybody's storyline, despite the fact that it was a sad episode, but it couldn't have been a better ending to that TV show. And I've also never watched another show that's been more freaking meta in my entire life than the <laughs> last two episodes of that show. Yeah. But. Well, you, you, like, you wouldn't watch this show, but Community did, their their entire series finale was talking about, like, ha- like series finales in TV. So, like, literally the entire episode, they're talking about, like, well, how did TV shows end? The blah, 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 blah. And, like, the whole concept, like, yeah. The entire show is just talking about, like, you I'm, know, like, good TV shows and bad TV shows and how they end and all. Yeah. I love that. That's really funny. But, I mean, Dawson's Creek, for me, I think was the most perfect ending to a TV show. Because I've mm-hmm. watched other shows that have ended, like, shorter shows. And they were unsatisfying. Like, the end of Veronica Mars was super unsatisfying. The end of, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie, the end of the revival for Gilmore Girls was unsatisfying. Yep. Um, the end of, uh, God, what else? The end, end of, of the latest bit of X-Files for, for me and oh a lot God. of other people was very super unsatisfying. Super unsatisfying. Um, yeah. The end of, like, Castle, like you said, unsatisfying. Mm-hmm. Um, the end of Buffy was only satisfying because thank God that show ended. <laughs> um, like Angel, the end of Angel was, was satisfying. Harsh, was satisfying. Oh, I think it was I pretty, thought, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was pretty satisfying. Also sad. Oh yeah. Sad, sad, sad. Um, dude, we should totally do an episode where we talk about series finales, like our favorite endings, but like really talk about them instead of this, like tiptoeing tiptoeing around <laughs> spoilers thing. yes um but yeah okay yeah what about you do you have a show with a super satisfying ending that you liked for me it's parks and recreation nice cuz especially since i've also just recently rewatched this um that show in general just gets better and better and better and better and then ends really satisfying and it's one of those shows I will rewatch over and over and over and over again till I die because it's just, there's never a bad time. Nice. Like, even at its worst, it's still pretty darn good. <laughs> and that's, like, really cool. Um, the cool thing that they did with that finale is the last season was, like, a time jump. But then within the last episode... Amy Poehler's character goes around to each character and is kind of essentially like saying goodbye. But when she like touches them or like, you know, like shakes their hand or hugs them, you flash forward to kind of how the rest of the the life of the person that she's shaking, like touching or shaking their hand goes either like their the entire rest of their life or just like you kind of see their happy ending. Oh, nice. And so at the end, like, you just, you basically see your your favorite characters get everything that they want and all of their, like, happy moments and, like, <laughs> everything. It just, it's just wrapped up in this 
perfect like perfect ending and it's just you you end it like crying but also just like wow it couldn't have ended any other way and i'm just so glad that everyone you know it's obvious obvi- is it realistic no but am i glad that everyone ended up happy yes it just makes me feel so good you know yeah oh god it's just so good <laughs> like i want I want a good ending for Supernatural. Like, I want that. Like, I desperately want that to happen. Like, I need it to be good. I feel the same way about Arrow because Arrow's also ending. Yeah. And I need that to be good. But they're only getting half a season to wrap up that entire thing. So I'm, like, worried that maybe it I'm won't. so worried. I feel it like, won't ugh. end well. And I need it, too, for Stephen and Mel. Like, I need it to be good for him. And I need Supernatural to end on, like, end well for the boys. Like, for Jared and Jensen yeah. and Misha. And I need it to wrap up every question we've ever had throughout the entire series. Like, can can they can they please let the, 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 the poor dude that's stuck in hell, like, that's been there since, like, season five, can they please let him out? Yes. <laughs> that's going to be the ending. He finally gets out and everyone's I, like, oh, thank God. People, I, they said, they said, because, like, they were talking about, like, what's going to be involved in the last season. And they did mention that he's making a comeback. So Jake Abel's character is coming back. Nice. And I was like, finally. <laughs> Every <laughs> fan ever is just of that show is just like, yeah. <laughs> the meme will have to go away. Like, after, you know, it's just the same thing. Like, after Leonardo DiCaprio won his, his Oscar. Oscar. Because no longer you could use the, like, Lee. I want you more than Leo wants an Oscar. Now we can't use the, like, still in hell, like, dancing gif of him. So it won't won't matter after that. Wow. But anyways. All right. Right. Well, if anyone here has made it this far, uh, please tweet at us your shows that you stuck around with or just any of your favorite long-term shows. Because I'd be curious to hear what people's shows are. Yeah, same. Yeah. So I think that's going to wrap up this week's episode of Tea Time. The show notes for this episode and all of our other episodes are available on our website, teatimewithkc.com. Feel free to reach out to us via Twitter or Instagram by using the handle at teatimewithkc. And you can reach out to us on Facebook at facebook.com slash teatimewithkc. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for future episodes, feel free to email us at twithkc at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. And lastly, don't forget to check out the other podcasts on the Geek2Geek Media Network by visiting geek2geekmedia.com. The Twitch stream subscription links for Capsule J and Troidal Power will be included in our show notes. And you can also chat with us in real time by joining our Slack workspace or our Discord server. Invite links for those will be included in our show notes. And until next time, bye. Thank you for listening. Join us next time for another cup of tea.